Father, I just ask that you speak to us tonight uh, so that we can see change. We need to see change. We need changes in our situations. Help us, O oh God. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Please help me. Um, Matthew chapter 26. Um, verse 38. This is Jesus speaking. And this was right before he went to the cross. And he said, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. In other words, I want you to stay here and pray with me. I'm hurting. I'm really, really hurting. He's so painful. It's as painful as death. Now, you have to realize this. He had no spiritual death in him. But this is a very serious situation. Jesus, never, he should never know death. He should never know the pains of death. But why was he sorrowful? He says, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful. Even to death, I'm so sorrowful because of what's about to happen. His sorrow, that's what brings us peace and joy. But he bothers. But then he told us, just you and I, stay with me. Watch with me. Pray with me. Jesus in heaven today has only one ministry. He's doing only one thing. He's seated at the Father's right hand. He's making intercession. He's praying for us. This makes it so clear. People, prayer is very important. Prayer is so important. Very, very important in the Christian life. And it's so grossly neglected. So grossly neglected among Christians. We're expecting things to happen. Prayer. So important. Number one thing. Even in heaven. Right there by the Father's right hand. He's still praying. Letting the Christian down here on the earth know. Prayer is important here on earth. And up there in heaven. Prayer is so important for the Christian. We cannot live without praying. It's just not going to happen. God's not asking you to be perfect. He knows you're not. But he says we need to pray. He said he went a little farther. And fell on his face and prayed saying, I Jesus praying. Oh my father. If it is possible, let this cup pass by from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but your will. Then he came to his disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? I guess he was shocked. What? What's going on? You're sleeping. I've already told you. My soul is so sorrowful, and I'm sure they felt the heaviness. They felt the heaviness. And all they could do as humans, just feel like, I'll just go to sleep. It's just too tough. I'll go to sleep. Too difficult. Too... Jesus said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And they were leaning down to the flesh. But Jesus expected them to praise his What? Can't you just wait with me one hour, just one hour? How many believers spend just one hour 
30 minutes, 15 minutes a day. While Jesus is up in heaven praying constantly, we cannot spend even 10 minutes praying. And here, he has no problems. Here we are plagued with all kinds of issues. We're talking to a lot of men, a lot of friends, but we never talk to him. You never even take time out just to be with him and tell him what's going on in your life. You never even do that. You're telling people, you're talking to counselors, you're talking to your friends, but you never take the time to talk to your creator, your savior, your master, the only one that could really that can really change the situation for God. Christians are not doing that. We're using our minds to try to figure out how to get out of our troubles. We're not leaning on Him. We're just depending on our, our wits and our wisdom and others' wisdom and words and counsel to get out of a trouble. Jesus said the best place to go is pray to the Father. Now in Hebrews 4.11 the word says, labor to enter into his rest. Everyone who believes has ceased from his labor. Not your labor, his labor. And I mean, that's a different thing. I'm coming with that later. But the labor is to enter into his rest. Your work's no good. God doesn't want you to work. And he doesn't want, to bear, uh, bear, doesn't want you to bear your own burdens. That's his privilege. Bring your labor, he says, right? Bring your burdens. Bring them to me. Those who labor and you have, it, you have burdens, bring them to me. That's my privilege. But you, you must labor to enter into rest. And how do you do that? Because troubles come. You got to pray. You got to get in. So you can find rest. You got to go to Him. Come on to me. Right? Come on to me. Not just to stand in His presence. Bring them. Bring them. Talk to me. It's my privilege, God says, to carry your burden. You can labor. Your good works are not going to work. There's nothing you can do. You, in fact, when you add to God's labor, you fail. Because He's not going to accept your labor. He did all. He said, it is finished. He did all. Don't need your labor. Your only labor He needs from you is to enter into His rest. Come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. But Christians will not pray. Christians are not people are not praying these days. They think God understands. They're so busy, God understands. So He knows. I've spent five minutes. Many times we give the fast food type prayer to God real fast, and then we're running. We don't even take time. It's almost an insult to him. How many times have you pulled yourself away from the crowd to be with him? Jesus did that a lot. Right? Sometimes through the night. He's leaving us an example to follow. How many times have you, no problem, but I need to be with my father. When Jesus raised Lazarus at the grave, he said, I know you've heard me, right? When did he pray? Read John 11. He didn't say Jesus prayed at any time. Did he say? He was talking to his disciples before he left. But he had already found time to talk to his father about Lazarus. That was God. He prayed before he got there. He knew of what, what was going to happen, but he spent some time talking to his father, and he knew his father had heard him before he showed up to talk to Mary and Martha. 
Prayer is so important for the Christian. You're not going anywhere unless you spend time praying with God. God has given us His Holy Spirit to assist us in our prayer life. It's a privilege to have the Holy Spirit. We call it prayer language. Why did God give us the Holy Spirit to pray through us so that God can impact our lives and change our world? The Holy Spirit, we call it prayer language. Why are you not using your prayer language, which is a supernatural language that God gave to you? Why would God give give something to you if you are not designed to use it for your benefit? And most Christians neglect these things. And Paul says, tear up the gift that is in, that's in you. Stir them up. We're looking for God to just do things. And many of us are making decisions that God has, no, has nothing to do with. We're leaning on our own understanding and, and how we feel. This is the way I feel. God has nothing to do with it. And we're hurting. We are hurting. We're hurting really bad. The peace is gone. No joy. Even going to church is a pain. It's not there. I have to do this. You don't have to do anything with God. Quit if you have to do it. Because the sacrifice is not accepted. That's labor. That's work. And God doesn't want that. If you read in the Old Testament, the sons of Aaron offered fire. And God killed them. Immediately, he knocked them down. Because you're not going to add anything to what I'm doing. You accept what I'm doing, that's it. You don't add anything to it. If you have to do it, he's not there with you. But if it's a privilege to do it, that's good. You're entering into his rest. So important. You know, it's so easy for us, you and I, you know, to think it's the doing that's the spiritual thing. I don't have to pray. It's a privilege to pray. I don't get spiritual because I'm praying. So you say, I pray four hours a day. That's not being spiritual. When you do that, you know you're desperate. You need help. It's not because I'm spiritual. I need help. And I recognize I need help. Look at the rest of the world. They don't know they need to go to heaven. They have no idea about hell. So they don't call on God. When you know you got problems, you you need God, and you pray, nobody's going to tell you to. You will seek to enter into His rest. We really need to pray. If you have issues, we need to pray so that you can find peace. Don't call people. Call. You can call pastor. I'll talk to you. But the help of man is useless. That's what the scripture says. Give us help from heaven, the Bible says. The help of man is useless. We need to pray. We need to spend time praying. We need to really spend time praying. Ephesians chapter 5. Sorry, Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 18. He says, praying always. How often? Always. Always. Night, day. Praying. That's what God expects us to be doing. We're neglecting this. We're neglecting this. And when you're not doing this, your confidence in God is not there. You can't have confidence in God when you're not praying. Praying always. Praying always. It's one thing to act spiritual. But the test of it is how you handle things that are coming to you. And if you're not praying, you have no strength. And deliverance doesn't come. 
God says, call on me and I'll show you great and mighty things that you don't know anything of. But until you call, he, won't have, he has nothing to show to you. This is not about religion. Religion is evil. Relationship with God is very important. God is love. Love wants to fellowship. God is love. And He wants to fellowship. If you love, you want to be with that person constantly, right? You want to fellowship. You want to talk to the person. You want to listen to them talk. Many of you remember the first time you met your mate, how you were in love. How you could hardly stay put in where, wherever you were. You got to be with this person. You find every excuse to be with that person, right? Can we go to this place and have just a short time? And you love listening to them. And being around them. God is love. And loves to fellowship. There is no better way to engage Him in fellowship than the time that you spend with Him praying. The rest of the time you are with men and doing your own things. When you separate yourself to be with Him, you, he, you have His own divided attention. That's why Jesus said, when you pray, go into the closet. He didn't mean go into where you hang your clothes in your closet now. But then your father who is in secret hears what you are saying in secret. Why? He wants to reward you openly. But we need to pray. If you are a man, you need to pray. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. All kinds of prayer and supplication in the spirit. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Being watchful to this end. In, notice, notice the word again, watchful. Constantly watchful to this end. You are praying and watching at the same time. Your battle involves praying. You are watchful, watching what the enemy is doing. And what's happening around you. And then you are praying. Being watchful. To this end, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So we need to be praying for everyone. That's the issue here. It's not just about you. It's about the kingdom of God. This is, this, this is a commandment from the Holy Spirit. Now, a lot of Christians, a few Christians, Sometimes I use the word a lot and I feel bad for using a lot because I really don't know if it's a lot. And my wife gets on me on that. <laughs> but people don't realize the one who is in charge today is the Holy Spirit. God was. Then Jesus came, he was in charge. Now is the Holy Spirit. Guess who called Paul and Barnabas into the ministry? It wasn't Jesus. He was the Holy Spirit. He said, the Holy Spirit said, separate for me Paul and Barnabas for the work that I've called them. He is with us. He is working with us. He wants to work through us. He wants to use your tongue because he doesn't have a natural tongue. He wants to pray through you to the Father to get things done on the earth. He needs a man. He needs a natural tongue. To call to the Father. And Jesus said, pray this way. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And the Holy Spirit has come to stay in us, to help us, to direct us, to know what to really pray from heaven into the earth. Because if you as a man will not call for heaven to do a work here, the work is never done. That's why God said, I'm looking for a man to bridge the gap. I look around the world looking for just one man to bridge the gap. To stand in the way between man and God. He says, I couldn't find anyone, so 
I did it myself. In other words, he came down in the form of Jesus to do it by himself. Now he's depending on you and I. And how did Jesus handle it? He prayed a lot. He prayed a lot. We need to pray. As a church, people, you know, many times they're thinking about the pastor. Oh, pastor can only do so much. We are in this together. This is also your ministry. We need to pray for our church. And, and just listen here. Paul says in verse 19, And for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mysteries of the gospel. Now, how is he going to do that if they're not praying? How can Paul make known the mysteries of the gospel if the children of God, those he was writing to, were not praying for him? Pray for one another, especially pray for me. Don't forget me. I need your prayer so that I can be bold and let God use me to show forth the mysteries. We are all in this together. This is our ministry. If you're not praying for this ministry, your heart won't be in it. And you say, well, my heart is not there. No wonder your heart's not there. Draw near to God, and He'll draw near to you. If you're not praying, your heart won't be there. You won't even, God has nothing to show to you. You don't have His heart. But when you spend time praying, God will begin to give you ideas on your own. What to do within the ministry. To help the ministry to grow. And I'm not going to brag on myself, because I didn't even know what I was doing. But you've seen, Pastor Addison has been here. I, I was a layman in his church. I had my own ministry inside his church. I mean, he told you himself. But I didn't think it was a ministry. I just was doing what I thought to help what, the world, what God was doing in, in the ministry. I had my own ministry within his ministry. He was my covering. You have your ministry here. I didn't have, Pastor Addison, he didn't have to come and tell me, good luck, you need to pray. I had my own work inside this church. I was out to pray for that work. You got to work here. All of us have a work together. We need to pray. Christians are not praying enough. Luke 18. Luke 18, beginning from verse 1. I pray that I pray that God will really impact in you today the desire to pray. My desire is there's never been a time that I have set myself apart aside to pray and nothing happened. I've never had that happen. And when I really had the time and it was a daily thing and, and, and constant, it was so amazing the things that God did. They come, things come to you so natural and yet it's so supernatural. But you, it's like, okay. It, it's, it's, it's so neat because it's like God's always there. And you can talk to Him in your heart, that's in your mind, ask a question. The reply comes right there. It's an amazing thing. And you see the, the instant result, especially when you're dealing with people. You can ask in your head, as they're talking to you, God, what's going on? I don't understand. And he tell you. It's, it's, it's such an amazing thing. And you don't have to be a pastor to do that. You just need to spend time praying to God and watch how your life is going to grow. It's from glory to glory. You can't reap where you haven't sown. It's just not going to happen. You can run from pillar to post looking for an anointed preacher. It's not going to work for you. God may do a work but he holds you responsible when you leave that place. He holds you responsible. And if you don't act right, you remember the five talents and the one? 
that will be taken from you and given to somebody else. These are just principles in the Word of God. You can't just neglect prayer and expect things to be working for you. Man, born of woman, we are full of, we have but few days, full of troubles. They're coming constantly. We need prayer. That's where we enter into his rest. We got to pray. Luke 18, it says, Then he spoke a parable to them. Now, when Jesus uses a parable, he's trying to give you a principle of living. Life. This is how life is. That's what he's saying. If you understand this parable, if you don't understand, then you are without. You, he, you are, your eyes have not been opened to see what he's saying. He said, to you it's been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. This is how the kingdom works. That's what he's saying. Parable. He's showing you how it works in the natural, in our world. That's what he's saying. He gave a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not to lose heart. How often? Always. 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 Always, when last have you set yourself apart to really spend quality time with God? Maybe just 30 minutes. And if you're here tonight and you cannot truly say, I've spent 15 to 20 minutes with God, rethink what you're doing. Rethink. Rethink what you're doing. You really, really need to rethink. Because Jesus asked for one hour. Just one hour. These were men that had not been baptized with the Holy Spirit. Remember? He was asking for one hour. We need to do more. If you read through the New Testament, when Peter and John were going to the temple, what were they going to do? They were going for prayer. They were going for prayer. When Peter was t- taken, they were praying. When Paul and, and Barnabas and the rest of them prophets were praying, they were ministering to God in, with fasting and what? In prayer. These people prayed. And in fact, they were angry in, 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 uh, in uh, Acts chapter 6. The apostle said, look, you pick seven guys to take care of tables because we're not going there. We will set ourselves aside for the ministry of prayer. And did you know that prayer is ministry? Thank you, brother. Prayer is ministry. People think, well, if I have a ministry, I'll be standing behind the pulpit and preaching. No. Your prayer ministry is bigger than standing back here. It's real ministry. You have been neglecting your, your ministry if you haven't been spending time praying. We need to pray. I'm telling you, your great crazy thoughts will come into your head. And ideas that are not from God. Feelings that are not from God when you have no time to pray. And you will accept them because you're in the flesh. You're in the flesh. That's where you live. I said, if you're baptizing the Holy Spirit, the moment you open your mouth to speak in tongues, knowing fully well that tongues is supernatural, at that point you stepped out of the natural into the supernatural. And if you stay there long enough, supernatural things will begin to happen in your life. Whether you like it or not, it just will happen. If you stay there long enough, supernatural things will happen. I used to wonder, why did Paul, how could Paul say, this man who had so much responsibility, so much responsibility, For Gentiles, all Gentile Christians in Rome, in Ephesus, in Corinth, Thessalonica, everywhere. And Paul could say to the Corinthians, who were 
so zealous about spiritual gifts. And Paul said, I know you Corinthians don't come behind when it comes to spiritual gifts. You are up there. And Paul said to them, in 1 Corinthians chapter, four, uh, chapter 14, verse 18, he said, I thank my God that I speak in tongues, I pray in tongues more than every one of you Corinthian Christians. And then he says, but in the church, I would rather speak five words with my understanding that I may teach others also than 10,000 words in tongues. 10,000 words in one service in tongues. That's a lot. <laughs> but that's what he did. That's how he handled himself in private. If Paul could know without a doubt, witness of the Holy Spirit in his heart, that he spent more time praying in tongues than the others, that's a lot of time. And I used to wonder why, they can, why was this man, who had so much responsibility, traveling from place to place, persecuted, beaten, stoned, why was he spending so much time praying that way? He's got to be a reason, right? If I need what he's got, I've got to do exactly the same thing. Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. I want to follow this man. Even though he was that busy, many of us say, well, I'm too busy. I, can't, I don't have time for that. <laughs> he's that busy, as busy as Paul. That's a joke. This man was busy. Yet he spent that much time praying. Even in jail with Silas, he was still praying and worshiping God. It was just second nature to this man. Why are we neglecting what God, the privilege God is giving to us to pray to him? It's a great privilege. You got the privilege to come before the king of kings. And to let him know what's going on. The rest of the world doesn't have that privilege. Unless you don't believe that God is. If you truly believe God is, what's the problem? Why don't go to him? Why not spend time there with him? In First Thessalonians, uh, Thessalonians 5.17, he says, pray without ceasing. In other words, constantly pray. Everything has to be covered in prayer. Prayer is so important and is so grossly neglected today. People don't pray. People don't pray. They spend just two, two a few minutes, a few words. And some, for some people, I dare to say, maybe it's only when they eat. That's when they have their prayer time. Lord, bless this food in Jesus' name. And then the rest of the time, all they're doing is figuring things out using their mental abilities. The ways of God are so different from our ways. His thoughts are so much higher than our thoughts. He's so deep, we can't figure him out. The Holy Spirit has to show him to us. He is here to guide us. He is the Lord. If you want to talk to Jesus, he's the Holy Spirit. He is the one that's in charge. The disciples went to, the, to Jesus when they had needs. And he met their needs. But after he, before he left, he said, I'll give you another one, just like me. He's going to be with you forever. He is going to be dealing with you. In fact, when the disciples in, in, in Jerusalem wrote a letter through Paul and Barnabas, because they were arguing about circumcision, they said, it feels good to the Holy Spirit and to us that we do not burden you with anything. But this is what the Holy Spirit said to do. 
They relied fully on the Holy Spirit. They relied fully on Him. And He is here with us. You, how do you engage Him? By prayer. By prayer. God said, don't pray. But to Jesus said, pray to the Father, right? In the name of Jesus. Now we got the Holy Spirit. He is our teacher. How do you engage Him? You can't pray to Him that much, right? You pray to the Father. The only way to engage Him is through prayer. When you pray, that's when you engage the Lord, who is the Lord of the harvest. Not only spiritual harvest, for every good thing in your life. I get to engage Him in prayer. That's the only way to engage the Holy Spirit, in prayer. And that's why the Father gave Him to us. So we can constantly engage Him in prayer. Now, in Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27, He says, He says, let me, I have to go to that place. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us. He didn't say we don't know what to pray for. I mean, we don't know how to pray. He says we don't know what to pray for. And so we engage the Holy Spirit. Why is he talking about prayer? When you go further down, verse 27, he says the Spirit makes intercession for us according to the will of God. Have you seen the Holy Spirit in the corner just praying by himself? Have you seen that? I'll be really scared of you if you have. <laughs> but he prays through you. And he's praying for the will of God. Now he's talking about prayer. We have a witness. We need to pray. And the Holy Spirit helps that witness. So that we are complete. In every area. We really need to pray. We really need to engage the Holy Spirit. Who has been sent from heaven. He came on the day of Pentecost. He is with us till this very hour. He is the Lord. He's as powerful as Jesus is. Amen. He is God himself. And he's in your life. Engage him. Engage him. Put him in. Remember the scripture. Draw near to God. And he'll draw near to you. How do you draw near to God? You study your scriptures and separate yourself. Second Corinthians chapter 6. He says... Come out from among them and be separate. And I'll have you. I'll be your God and you'll be my son. The thing is separation. Separate yourself. Every day find some time to separate yourself from everything else. Jesus did that a lot. Separated himself. You know the story of Peter. When the vision came from heaven, he was hungry and they were not preparing the food early, you know, early enough for him to eat. He decided, well, I, if they can get the food ready well enough, I'm just going to go pray. You remember that? He went up to pray and then the vision came that changed the Christian world of his time. He was the first one to go out to pray, witness to the Gentile and get them filled with the Holy Spirit. Came because of prayer time. Amen? Prayer time. That's when revelation comes to us. Prayer time. Prayer time. I'm going to close with this. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Beginning from verse 9. You know, the thing about Christianity is one thing to preach. I like us to practice. Amen? I mean, as God leads, because this has been working in my heart all day, as God leads, with time on Sunday night, I want us to come in here and pray. Let's pray for our church and our ministry, okay? It's our ministry. We'll spend maybe an hour or two. Not too much singing, but we need to pray. We really need to pray. We really need to pray for God's hand. And that's for your good and for my good, for our children also. We have to make that sacrifice. They sacrifice for us. We can make the same sacrifice. Nobody's asking you to shed blood. We're just asking you to pray. 
And we come here to make that sacrifice, spend some time, take some time out from uh, Sunday night football <laughs> and come here to pray. <laughs> you can get... <laughs> You can watch Monday night football. Come here on Sunday night and pray. But we really need to pray. We really need to pray. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I'll close with this. We really need to practice. It's one thing. Don't be just a hearer of the word. I tell you what. When you hear something like this, and you make up your mind, I'm going to do something, guess what? Guess who notices it? Heaven. God watches. That's usually what Paul Youngicho calls the beckoning call. In other words, God knows, watch out for this person. And God's saying, if you keep that up, I'll meet you. I'll meet you right there. And I can see a heavenly father who has been waiting for time with you all these months. Now you made up your mind. He's going to be right there. Welcome home. Remember the father of the prodigal son? He was sitting now waiting for his son to return. And was so excited to see that boy. He didn't hear one word that fellow was saying to him. He was so glad to have his son back home for fellowship. He was going to kill whatever, was, whatever shows up for, for time of fellowship with his son. That's our heavenly father. Amen. The Bible says in verse 9, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Not going to prepare, he has prepared incredible things for us. And I want to see them. I want to hear them. I want my heart to, to know them. That's what he's saying. It's not entered into the heart of man, those things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. How did he reveal them to us? Through his spirit. Not through the pastor. Yeah, I do some through pastor, but it's generally through the spirit. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man that's in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God himself. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. You have received, you have received not the spirit of the world, but now you receive the spirit who is from God, that you may know that I may know the things that have been freely given to us. How do you know the things that God has prepared? How? By the Holy Spirit. The Spirit was given to us so we can know. Question is, how do you get the Holy Spirit to show you these things? Because it seems like unless you see them, unless you know them, and unless you've heard about them and it's been in your heart, and you can't enjoy them. You have to know them. I has not seen, here haven't heard, it's not, it's not gone into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for them. In other words, you have to know these things before you can enjoy them. And there's only one person that can show us on this earth, the Holy Spirit. I don't like to pretend, you know, this is spiritual. I don't think spiritual. I just think I need to do something so that my life can be better. Amen? Whether that means spiritual for some person, well, that's okay. I don't like the woo-woo stuff. I just want it simple. I want God to work in my life. I need to see it, Him working and changing situations in my life. That's what's spiritual to me. I've got to see some change. I've got to see God at work in my life. And these things come so simple. It's so simple if we get the Holy Spirit. I mean, you can see signs and wonders, but it comes very simple, in a very simple way. Sometimes you even miss it because you don't see what's going on. It's so natural, we miss it. 
Whatever the problem is that's in your life tonight, I want you to engage that problem. Amen? By prayer. And if it doesn't yield, add fasting to it. Amen? Prayer, if it doesn't yield, add fasting to it. But sitting there and doing nothing, that's not going to change anything. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence. And the violent ones take it by force. Uh, I don't need anybody to feel sorry for me. I need to go to him. He is the only one that's going to change the situation. And if you're serious, you will do what it takes. Stand up with me tonight. I'm glad I didn't go to the message I prepared because this is what was in my heart. And I pray that God will put this in your heart. Find some time to pray. Find, you just don't, have, don't pray because you have needs. God is love. He wants fellowship with you. Stay with him. Stay with him. And watch him showing in every read about Oral Roberts. I don't know if you guys know. Sometimes you listen to them and they say something that they go by just going so fast and you miss it. That's the secret. I got it now. He said, oh, everything that I did, everything, the university and everything that you see me doing. He said, while I was praying in tongues, God will give me the interpretation all of a sudden. And I know what to do next. Here comes the university. Here comes this big ministry that's touched all, all over the world. John G. Lake, the same thing. As the Holy Spirit, they engaged the Holy Spirit and God began to use them. And I said, God, help me. I, I want to be like these guys. If you don't push, you'll not get anywhere. But if we come together and do this as a church, and we're going to be talking to the staff. We're going to be spending some time praying in the evening. I'm going to also tell the, the rest of the church. I guarantee you, if we all come together and start praying together, watch what God's going to do. Your finances will change. Your children, if they were going astray, they will start loving church. Believe me, things will begin to happen. I just know that. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. Turn from their wicked ways. I'll hear from heaven. I'll heal their homes. I'll heal their land. That's what God says. It's conditional if my people are willing to do this. Would you make a commitment to God tonight? If you don't have a prayer time, you don't have to pray for 30 minutes. Start with 10. Just 10 minutes. I'm going to give 10. You know, in those days, I used to time myself. I timed myself. There was nothing spiritual. I knew just to speak in tongues. After 10 minutes, thank you, Lord. It's 10 minutes. I'm gone. I'm gone. <laughs> 30 minutes. I just pray in tongues and whatever I have to pray about in my head. It's 30 minutes. God, I got to go. It's, it's, it's breakfast time. But it worked for me. Amen? And it worked for you. I don't like being too spiritual. The woo stuff. I know I need what I need to do. I got to do it. And then I'm an hour. But it doesn't come that simple. Because as you do that, the Holy Spirit comes in. And a simple situation, it's turned into something so glorious, so beautiful. And things will begin to happen in your life and your ministry. Every one of you has a ministry. If you don't think you have, talk to him. He'll tell you. You have one. Amen. Let's lift our hands up to the Lord tonight. Embrace your ministry. Tell yourself tonight, I have a ministry. And through prayer, discover your ministry. What's your part? Are you the hand or the leg in the church? Are you the eye? What are you in the body of Christ? God planted you here as a member of this place. What are you? What's your role? What am I supposed to do? What's my place? How can I grow the work of God? One, the eye cannot grow the whole body, every part has to do, has to play its own, its own part so that the body will grow. Every part has to grow. Amen. If the rest of the body is growing and the eye is not growing, we got a problem. That's not going to be pretty. Every part has to grow. 
I got to grow. You have to grow. Father God, we commit ourselves to you tonight in the name of Jesus to seek your face, to know your will for our lives, to prove your will for our life so we can go forth and do exploits according to the word of God. Give us wisdom, O oh God, tonight. Help us with our commitments to you, God. Spirit of the living God. Spirit of Jesus. Spirit of holiness. We call upon you. You are the Lord of the harvest. And we honor you tonight. We lift up your name tonight. Spirit of Jesus. You are the comforter. You are the helper. We acknowledge your, we acknowledge your presence here tonight. We ask that you help us in Jesus' name. According to your word, help us to pray in the Spirit so that we can build up our faith in our God. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name, O Lord our God. Blessed be your name. We worship you and we thank you greatly. We thank you for the privilege to come before the King of Kings, to come before the Lord of Lords, to come before the throne of heaven, and to call upon the, this mighty God, the God of the whole world, the God of the universe. You can change anything. You can change all things. And we have the privilege of coming before you, humbling ourselves before you, crying out to you, because we are in constant need. We, we need help. Thank you, Father. Help us to recognize our place in you. And help us to find our place in you. So that your light can shine upon our lives. To change the world. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise tonight. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you.